Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast all about beauty beyond the BS. This week, it's a new Meet the Founder episode. If you don't already know, Meet the Founder always takes place via Instagram Live. It's a series that I created just so that we can really talk to founders all about their brands without it seeming like a big ad. It's also a great opportunity for future founders to learn more about building a business and to just find out experiences. As such, as it took place on Instagram Live, the editing is very minimal and you might find bloopers, there might be a few notifications popping off. But honestly, I think that just adds to the episode. In this chat, my guest is California-based Olamide Olaway, founder and CEO at Cult Brand Topicals. Olamide's why is very clear. She aims to analyze the culture and use science to create products that truly answer a need. These products are made in partnership with the Scientific Board of Advisors and they're aimed at really transforming how we feel about our skin. Topicals isn't a brand that's trying to do everything. It's a brand that's trying to do what hasn't been done before. As such, the products include High Roller, a cocktail that treats ingrown hairs all over the body, and Faded, a super popular ointment that uses a range of acids and ingredients to fade hyperpigmentation over time. I don't want to go on too much more, but I strongly advise that you share this episode with anyone who is trying to build anything in any industry. Olamide is clearly a spiritual and analytical founder, and I think she's really someone to watch when it comes to building the work environment of the future. I hope you enjoy it, and do please tag me when you're listening, and be sure to follow Topicals on Instagram to find out more. If you'd like to see our faces while we chat, then head over to Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram to watch under my live section. See you next time. So, Olamide, let's start with your why. I feel like most good brands that last, you know, last, they've got a real why, like they know exactly why they exist. So what was your why when you started Topicals? So I think it's so interesting because my why and then the company's why are two separate things. Um, I think my personal why is to create things that interpret like the world. I think that's what I've come to understand that I love to do is like storytell and, you know, experiences that I am very nostalgic about or um, trends that I think are really interesting and fun. Um, And so and then I also love really hard challenges. Like that's a really big part of like who I am is I love hard things to a fault sometimes though, where okay. something and I'm like, I don't, if I knew that this is what it was going to be, I'm not sure if I would have done it. Um, and so that is my personal why is like things that challenge me and then um, things that interpret the complex world. Um, as for topicals, the big why is to transform the way people feel about skin through effective science-backed product and mental health advocacy. And so that's two parts. One is product that really works. No one wants to buy and spend money on something, particularly when you have a chronic skin condition, that doesn't work. Um, So that's the first thing. We wanted to make sure it was effective, science-backed, tested all skin shades because that was a big blind spot in the skincare industry. And then on the other side is mental health advocacy. So I'm someone who grew up with a ton of chronic skin conditions. As you can see, I literally have two pimples today that are i know how it feels i have hormonal acne so literally i'm being and they're so painful they hurt so bad um and don't worry y'all i am using my faded but some like your skin sometimes just does whatever it wants and it doesn't matter if you're if you're using products or you're not using. (laughs) yeah um And so on the mental health advocacy side, I grew up with a ton of chronic skin conditions and always, I never felt like that girl. It's so funny that now TikTok and all these different things have like really um, taken thoughts or experiences that we've had and like we're now sharing them all through apps, through, you know, writing, through all these different things. And so I never felt like that girl growing up. I always wanted to be somebody else. I wanted to like be pretty like her. I wanted to be cool like her. And primarily with a ton of chronic skin conditions. So ingrown hairs, um, boils, like all the things that most people did not have, I had. And I also was very hairy growing up. I'm still like a pretty hairy person now. And so I think when you're younger and you're supposed to be feminine and young, look, I wasn't that. And so I just always was like 
wanting to be someone else. And so because of my skin, I spent a ton of time on YouTube researching. Um, you know, I remember making a cayenne pepper olive oil hair mask. My mom can attest to this <laughs> my hair because I swore I read it somewhere on YouTube or watched a video that the cayenne peppers activated your hair, which scientifically there is something, a connection between like capsaicin in um, cayenne pepper. I'm not sure if it's the connection to growth or what it is, but definitely the scientific I'm connection. sure it stimulates something. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time on YouTube and then came, I guess like I found out that you could be a dermatologist. You could like go to school and spend your whole day looking at people's skin. And I thought that was fascinating. And so I thought I wanted to be a dermatologist and something that I always loved while I was in college, while I was growing up was like psychology. Um, in high school, I got really into psychology through one of the classes I did through in IB and um, always just wondered like, was there a connection between the two? And so at UCLA, I actually studied psychobiology for a while. And that was the connection between the body and the mind. Yeah. And so as I was building topicals, I knew that there was definitely one, a connection between if I look like my, if I feel like my skin doesn't look good, then I don't feel good. And then also there was this um, kind of, I guess, chicken and the egg where if my mind was stressed or I wasn't feeling good, then there was an outward projection on my skin. And I always thought that was super fascinating and wanted to really go deep into that connection. Mm. Round it all up. Topical's mission really is about effective skincare products and mental health advocacy. I love that. It's like, honestly, I wish that you'd been around a long time ago because, you know, you didn't have to give the detail of your skin conditions because it is something that society in general can make you feel very ashamed of. Like when I have cystic acne, there was a period in my life and I, like you say, how I felt was affecting my skin and my skin was affecting how I felt. I was very down and I remember the worst stage I was at was when I was always looking to the ground, always looking down, never making eye contact. And even now when it flares up, um, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, I got masked like big time from here to here, you know, the more cystic ones, painful. And they, you know, when your face feels warm and I wouldn't even look at my husband and I didn't realize I was doing that. He told me, he was like, once it started clearing up, I was making more eye contact and he's like, I realized you haven't been looking at me. So it's so important that more brands recognize the two go together. It's not just about looking young. It's like, it's really not. Yeah. And I think it's that's about feeling good. Right. And that's a big misconception too. People are always thinking about like, oh, Tropicals is this brand telling you to love yourself and to feel beautiful. And like, beauty is so antiquated. Like that's not even what we're talking about. We're not even talking about, oh, celebrate yourself, love yourself, all that stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about understanding that skin is skin and that like things will happen and that it's okay for something to happen, right? We're not on any ends of the spectrum telling you either fix skin or love yourself. Because to be quite honest, you're fluid. So some days you'll hate your skin and some days you'll and it's just it's a it's a fluid cycle we're more of the company that is giving you the information to make your own decision i think what uh beauty has evolved into over the last 10 years is really like information data dump people did not know what was in their skincare um they didn't understand um ingredients they didn't know anything about like okay i have a dark spot and there is the um, melogenesis there is like you know, my melanin is overproducing and this is why X, Y, and Z. No one knew that. And so they couldn't no. even their problem. And so that is what we want to do is like give you the best information, both mentally and physically to just make the decision you want to make. If that is you want to have absolutely perfect, clear skin, so be it. If that means <laughs> sometimes you want to use a skincare product, cool. And if you're like me and you fall asleep with your makeup on the last two days in a row, <laughs> if you have a beauty company, you do that too and like it's okay for me to like be tired and fall asleep with my makeup on like we never wanted skincare to feel like so heavy yeah it's just Honestly. yeah it's fluid it's fun you blew my mind just then because i recorded a podcast yesterday with a makeup artist and i said to her that part of the podcast it's been going um about two years or so. And in the beginning, I would always ask this question, when do you feel you're most beautiful? But I told her, I have to, 
I feel uncomfortable asking that question because it's about way more than that. And I said, you know what? I feel like the word beautiful is going to become a word that we is more historical. We associate it with a whole period of time, like many decades. I don't think it's about beautiful anymore. I really don't. It's literally like, who are you? Right. People you ask know. me, when do you feel your best self? And it's so funny because when people ask me that question, it actually has nothing to do with beauty. I am such a business head. Like, I love the hub, <laughs> like, ideas, expression. I love that stuff. So when people ask me that, literally my best self is when I'm, like, reading a book and the book is, like, I'm connecting different ideas in my head. I'm like thinking about how, you know, that would be a really cool business model if it was connected to this, or it'd be really awesome if we could like connect a less fortunate community with someone else. Like that's what makes me feel my best self. And mm -hmm. I think that was such an unlock for me because I never wanted to be myself. I wanted to be someone else so bad. Like I wanted to not be this like smart girl who like had a big mouth who, you know, I'd never wanted to be that. I wanted to be like the mysterious girl who everyone thought was pretty. Oh gosh. So, Beautiful and yes, mysterious. Yeah. And, and now I'm like thinking about how far my mind has gotten me. And like, I'm so excited about that. And I'm excited for more young black women to use their mind to get them into rooms. Like, I tell people all the time, I can talk a man out of any deal. Like I can do anything, <laughs> right? Like just that ability to feel like you can do anything is, yeah. it's very much tied to beauty. And I really feel like it should be tied to like your mind and the power that you hold to like create a new idea or you know, transform someone's life. I love it. You're like, you're literally like giving me chills. So I, I feel like anyone that isn't listening live, I will be pushing this episode so hard for anyone else because it's just so important. And like, you have done so much, but the things you have done have required work. You haven't just, I, I do think that there can be sometimes with, you know, a very positive mode that it can be, it's easy, you know, it's going to happen for you tomorrow. Like you have put in the work and been through so much already. Yeah. So I want to know, tell me, like, what were the biggest challenges? Like, you decide, I'm going to build a brand, but what were the what were the biggest challenges you encountered along the way? You know, I think the cliche answer that, like, everyone in the press always asks me about is, like, funding, fundraising. And, like, while that was a really big challenge, it actually took two years to raise the money. So many people reach out to me and say, like, oh, I want to raise money, and I'm not sure you do quite honest. I love my investors. I think they're really great, but I'm not sure you really want to do that. Like, I don't know if investment, okay. like, do you want to, like, do you understand what it means to take on that money? Right. And like, I'm really excited to um, continue exploring other alternative sources of capital and giving those resources to other people, because it's not just the same type of investment I took from institutional investors. That's going to work for like a fashion brand or for someone who wants to start a food brand. It doesn't mm -hmm. really always make the right kind of sense, but if I can give you you know, the information to do that, great. But I'd say funding was a really big one. Um, when you have a big idea, it's really hard to not have the resources. And I am so privileged, I, I think, because my parents, my dad's a doctor, I was able to, you know, instead of going to get a job right out of college, I was like, hey, dad, like, would you pay my rent for the next like three months while I try and figure this thing out? And I hope to get to a position where I can then offer that to someone else, because I don't think people realize that there's such an opportunity cost in deciding whether or not you're going to start a business. Like we can't even get out of poverty because we're thinking about, you know, like you have to pay your bills. Like people can't just decide, oh, I'm going to go start this company. And if it fails, who cares? because you need to fail at at least a couple of businesses before you get to the right one. And we don't have to fail early. Don't they? I yeah. think they say fail early, fail well, get it out of the way. Yeah. You know? But you that if you're thinking about like where your next meal is going to come, how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to pay the rent. And so I'd say funding was a really big obstacle. Uh, and then I'd say the second thing that a lot of people don't spend a lot of time on, but it's been something that I have been really keen on since day one is people. Um, I am not the smartest person in the world. I study my butt off. I like really love to research. I love to be, have my foot, uh, I'm sorry, I'd like to have my finger on the pulse of what's going on but I'm not the smartest. So I surround myself with people that are like way smarter than me in, in different areas. And so 
like people is a really hard part because not only are you balancing egos or personalities or goals, it's really hard to do all of those things. And so I think I spend a lot of time at Topicals right now understanding people, like meeting with people on my teams, really trying to understand, you know, like in your personal life, like how can that be affecting work? Mm-hmm. Uh, in your work life, like what are things that we can support you to better do the job you're doing? Um, I really believe not in top-down leadership, but really in like collaborative leadership because that helps people not feel fear. When people feel fear as related fear to the boss, fear of being called to HR. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel <laughs> and obviously there is some sort of fear because we have to deliver good work, but it shouldn't be a fear-based relationship fully where, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, like if, if I've, if I've um, set my expectations and you've said you're, what you can do, it's kind of like, how do we come to the middle of like what yeah. that? Um, and so I would say people is the second part, um, you know, of what, why it's really hard and why like I think a lot of businesses um, struggle because there is a lack of really, really strong, great um, people out there that um, really understand your brand, really are um, wanting to do wanted to support you on this journey. And so trying to find those people, trying to have the resources to compensate them or just all these different things, it makes it really difficult as a CEO, I think, to run a business. Well, obviously you've got to that CEO role, but it's funny what you said about people because I think some smaller brands, you know, I'm lucky enough to talk to lots of very small brands or just starting and there has to be that element of trust. You have to actually get people. Like when you said, I'm not the smartest person, I know that is how it should be. You know, there's that saying, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because if you are, you're in the wrong room. You really need people to elevate you and your brand. And I think with a lot of small businesses, they they often will stay small because they don't trust. Maybe they don't trust their own judgment of the right people, but it's almost like they don't trust people. And I think that's what separates brands like yours. Like you have to move forward with like confidence and belief that's such a good thing of like do they not trust their own ability to choose people or do they not trust people i work with people that i look up to like my head of strategy sochi is someone that i um we met when we were an undergrad at a harvard business school program and like as soon as i met this girl i was like i would love to work with her or for her one day like that's like when i met her and she was working super smart was like going through the ranks there and I hit her up last summer and was like I think you're really smart and I can't do this business stuff alone will you come join me and she was like I'd love to and now she leads out our growth and strategy teams and I just can't imagine what my life would be without her Um, on my creative team Julia has like I'm not I I have to stop saying this because I told myself I'm not saying any negative words (laughs) but I am not as I would like to be. I haven't tapped into that part of myself yet. And so Julia can take me saying the wildest things and can make it look like something that looks beautiful, right? Um, Tamar, who's my head of product, she is someone who has so many years of experience. And um, I can say, you know, it would be really cool if this and this existed together. And she'll say, oh, I'll put this brief together. We'll sample different things. And I think like, I have so many people on the executive team. My CFO, Chandra, has saved me more than I can even count (laughs) my blind sides on finance. And I think all of those women, all of those people really compliment me and help me look good. Like I'm so appreciative of them and the rest of our team, not just the executive team, but everyone, because they compliment all of my blind sides. But I think what I have come to understand about building a successful company is I have to be able to say I'm wrong. And I have to be able to say like, you are better than me at this thing. So like lead. You know, like I, I always, I defer to you, you know, I, you know, yes, I, I, I look over things. I have a final say in something, but it's really like, if you've done your research and you're in a particular department, like I defer to you, you know, and if we make a mistake, it's like we all own the mistake and then we figure yeah. out what's wrong and then we move forward. It sounds like such a healthy environment. And I have to say, I've been reading so much lately about unhealthy work environments in the beauty industry. And it just sounds like, you need to do courses for existing CEOs because I I see CEOs and founders in the comments sometimes on their brands, um, like Instagram accounts. And there's someone in my head, but I'm definitely not going to say her name here, but she's actually like come for people in comments, like attacking them for asking questions about shade ranges and stuff. And I'm just like, 
as a CEO, it's, it just sounds like you are grounded. Like you really know who you are. You know what your, where your flaws might be. And I think there is almost like an old school of some brands that have lost that. You know, I'm not perfect in any sense. You know, I'm sure there's areas where my team would like me to improve. And I mean, I'm open to hearing them say like, hey, like we'd really like for you to improve on X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that Topicals is a perfect working environment. I think what I want it to be is empathetic. Like I want to understand, like if you're having a roadblock, if something is going on, like it's not just you didn't do your job. It's like, well, how do we understand that? And so again, I would never say that we're perfect. I, I think work mm-hmm. in general is not perfect. Like. So- <laughs> where I'm doing nothing right so I'm not gonna say work is perfect but I just like I want to create a space um, and I hope to do this that people feel inspired not only to work hard for topicals but to work hard at figuring out what they love to do because I think people leave topicals they're gonna go to start their own companies I hope or um, you know maybe stay with us but I think what I'm trying to create is the ability for someone to I don't know. Yeah. For the ability for someone to like learn. I think that's like the biggest thing because I'm very academic. I love to learn, love to read. And so, and yeah, I'll never say that we're a perfect workspace. I don't think anywhere is a perfect workspace, but um, I asked my team to hold me accountable. Um, and like in love though, I think like I'm not into this whole like cancel culture thing about like, you know, yeah. I think there are things that people do that like aren't right. And then we have a conversation with them. We, you know, speak up about that, but I, in the same way that like people don't want to be spoken to in a way that isn't loving or isn't like uplifting. I feel like those don't necessarily, or, you know, public figures in a sense don't necessarily always get that same kind of. um, No, it's very quick, quick to judge. And I I totally feel, I definitely feel like everybody at least deserves a chance. Like if if you are a brand or a founder that has made some missteps, however big, you should be given the platform to like make it right. Like be told um, and make it right because cancel culture, I mean, come on, we could all be canceled for something. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure. That's what I like. And I, I actually struggle a lot with it because I'm always just like, you know, it's, it's like we want women particularly to be in the forefront of their businesses, right? We want them to be the face of it. And, but then we also want to crucify them if anything happens, something that maybe is of their knowledge, not of their knowledge, you know? And so like, I struggle a lot with that. And like, that's why for me, I don't, I do press stuff, but like, really, I love being in the background and doing the work. Mm -hmm. Rather like other people on my team do the press, do the fun stuff, because I, I one, I just rather do the work, and two, just like I don't know. It's like I feel like the world has lost love. Like we don't love, and we are not empathetic of other people. Like we, yeah, yeah. And but I'm like, I'm a sensitive. I'm a Scorpio. I'm very sensitive. I'm so sensitive. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. So I just rather do the work and like have fun and like create stuff with my friends and uh, just, just create and have fun. And you know, I don't care about the fame. Um, oh, I mean, everyone cares about the fame, but like, I want to live a comfortable life and I want fun people to work with me. I want us all to learn stuff. Like, that's really where I like spend a lot of my thinking versus how can I be the most popping girl? Because like, honestly, I was popping before topicals. I'll be popping after. <laughs> I don't, I have to like, I have to course correct a lot of my mind around like not allowing this company, whether good or bad, to reflect who I am, right? Um, the only thing I with is that like I was empathetic or I was you know I was yeah I just I, I that I was you know I don't know that I was like allowed people to have a space to express and learn that's like all I want for I don't want to be known for like she's the hottest girl and she did <laughs> <laughs> but how do you do that though are you someone you know you, you said that you like to read where have you managed to because you know at the beginning you said about you know, the skin complaints that you had and it made you feel like you weren't that girl. And what changed? Like, was it, did you start reading something? Is it affirmations or was it the process of building a business? You know what? Um, So my college roommate, her name is Rochelle Dennis. um, She is really the person that helped me like believe in myself more. Mm -hmm. Um, Her dad owned Shea Moisture. And when she came to college, she 
didn't even know that anyone outside of where she was from in New York knew about Shea Moisture. Like, it was so funny. She was like, yeah, my company, and it's like Shea Moisture. And like, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> about that. Um, and I think like her and her family are just like such humble people. Like they really like helping other people. And before she invited me to start a brand with her, which was at Shea Girl, um, she had been thinking about this idea forever and had watched her dad build the company. And so when she invited me in and like I spent time there for the two years that I did, I just, I never thought about who made soap <laughs> before like that <laughs> experience. Like, and I also didn't see people who look like me creating companies like that. You know, like we are conditioned to think about the world in like a specific type of way. And I just never, never, I came from um, a, my hometown in Texas is like not small, but very just like, not a town where people are like doing really, really big things. And yeah. so I just didn't know that people could do something like that. And so like, she definitely helped push me to believe that I could do big things. And then after that, I really just like, like leaned headfirst into like, why not me? Um, I was yeah. actually the other night, like if I wrote a book and I don't know if this name is already taken, but like, <laughs> like the title or like, why can't it be me would be the title because I think there's such a mental block for a lot of people on why can't it be me? Um, yeah, like just why why can't you be the person to do the thing mm -hmm. the, that separates you is, obviously I think there are resources that constrain people um, from doing the things, but I think like people don't even believe they deserve good things. And I think that like that used to be me and I've dealt mm -hmm. with people that where they don't believe they deserve good things and it's so sad. Like it makes me sad because you're making me. Sad. <laughs> I'm such like a no, no. I know, I know what you mean. Like yeah. your mind is such a powerful thing, and if you don't manage to change your mind, you won't change anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it makes me so sad when you meet those people where it's like you can see the brilliance in them, um, and like that's my most favorite thing about people is like seeing brilliance, seeing that twinkle in someone, and then being like, how do I pull that out? Um, like that is like. I just, I love that. I get a lot of energy from that. And it just makes me so devastated to see people who maybe um, your family members or situations or relationships or previous jobs have dimmed their light so much that they don't feel like they can create the next big thing or that they can be the next big thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I, I hope that people see from me that mm -hmm. I wasn't someone who's the smartest or I knew x y and z people and that's why like my thing went off which again i recognize my privilege of being able to work at certain places attend university um and hope that i can help people bypass all that because a lot of that stuff doesn't matter but the big thing being that you like you're the magic like why not you is just always my thing like i see someone a one of you not me you know and not in a jealous way but just like you know be inspired by other people's ability to yeah and creativity and do the same for yourself well there's enough for everybody like everybody can do it and one thing that always reminds me is like there's literally nobody else like you nobody else on this planet like you with the exact same historical background the exact same schooling the exact same friends reading the same things like you are the only one right mm. and i think also what made you weird because again y'all i was i always I always felt like I was that person, you know, like I always just like, for some reason, and I don't know if maybe that's my own like insecurity peeping through and making me feel like I wasn't like worthy of people. I could be smart or I could be X, Y, and Z, but um, your weirdness or your difference is actually it because like, who knew the boils would make me where I am today? Like who knew how <laughs> Thank you, boils. <laughs> so insecure about it and like who knew that boils could be the reason why I'm like standing here and having the privilege of having the conversation with you right or mm -hmm. for people to be excited about the brand I'm building and so I would just say like really figure out like what is it that people maybe don't like about you or you feel like people don't like about you and like you know obviously everyone we do our own self-work about like why don't people like you what are things that you <laughs> but like use that to say like okay maybe I could create this expression of, of whatever that thing is, or, you know, 
I just think like everyone's always looking externally for that big idea. Like they, they're probably looking at people on Instagram. Well, she does that. Maybe I can do it like that. Or it's really, and I can't remember who I spoke to about this, but I was like, I put it in a newsletter. That was it. I was like, that word that we say weird, weirdness. I don't think it is weird anymore. I think what it actually means is your intrinsic in, individ, individuality. It's, yeah. not, it's not a negative. It's literally what makes you you. Yes, I was actually reading something recently um, about how, because of the internet, we're all becoming the same person. Like we're all, <laughs> everyone's wearing the same thing, which like, I love the outfits, you know, but like we're all becoming the same thing because we just we're, are on social so much. And like, we're inspired by something, but instead of like putting our own spin on that inspiration, we just like take it. Take it. Buy the bag, buy the coat, buy the makeup. It's okay to like, like things from people and okay to like there are people who are going to be very similar based on whether it's like their background or whatever but i think that i have pushed myself because i've fallen into that trap too where it's like if i like something why do i like it and then like if i like that is there something similar but also different that is more unique to myself that i can then like use about that buy that product or whatever sometimes it's just like i like the coat i'm not going to intellectualize it i like the coat i'm gonna buy the coat yeah. <laughs> like like i i noticed when i started getting into makeup a lot more over the last like couple months which has been so fun um it was like okay should i contour my nose now should i do this should i do that and it's like okay relax like yeah. <laughs> you have to do it all <laughs> i can pick and choose like a lot of people used to make fun of me because i don't ever really put a full line of eyeliner and then the wing i just do the wing I'm like that's yeah, a that's fine. That's fine. It's a micro wing. It's called a micro wing. It's, it's a, a thing. That's okay too. And so yeah, I would just like advise people just be cognizant that sometimes you don't necessarily like what you like. You've just been watching it on social. Oh my gosh, I like this thing, and you maybe like didn't like the thing. I think like the Coach Tabby bag was a really great example of this. Everyone swore they hated. Right. Everyone was like, Coach is tacky. We don't like Coach. And obviously, Coach has always been a really great leather brand. Very yeah. leathers, really great classic branding. But people, mm -hmm. it's out of season. It's out of fashion. The Tabby bag came back and very well designed, very cute bag. But like, people were like, I, I, I would want to buy this bag but because it's Coach. I don't know if I want to buy it. Then it became like everyone had because everyone had the bag. And again, I think I love the collective um, shared experience of women, um, men, people who like want to wear different bags. Goes mm -hmm. to show how if you're not cognizant of it, you can very quickly um, start to just like what everyone else likes. Oh, for sure. I mean, how quick is it now to just buy something on your phone? I mean, you see it here, you click on it, and you can buy it, and then it arrives, and you're like, oh. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> like Like, <laughs> Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, I want this specific car. I want that thing. And then you get the thing. And then you're like, well, what if I had this other thing? And I love it. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I love to be like a material girl too. But I also have to be <laughs> cognizant about like, I don't need everything. I don't need to yeah. buy that is out there because, you know, like one, like I should be saving money. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I need to have discipline around like myself as well. Mm -hmm. Just talking about, um, you know, outside influences and things. Um, I've always wondered with you, because like you're in your 20s, I always wanted to ask you, do you feel that the fact that you're so young and you raise capital and you've got a successful business, do you think, are there any common misconceptions people make about you because you're younger? I think early on, people probably thought I was just so inexperienced, which like they weren't necessarily wrong. I was inexperienced, but I am very well read and very well studied. Like I, I if I, I don't like to, I like to be the, to, to not be the smartest person in the room, but like, I don't want to be the least educated or researched, right? Like no better than me. It's because you've, you've had the experience. This is your area of expertise, but I always try to stay up to date on what's going on. But I think maybe early on people thought I couldn't pull off what I have. Um, maybe because I'm a black woman as well. I used to always get the comment, like, how did you, this young, you know, they wouldn't say young black woman, but like, how did you, that's what they meant. <laughs> how did you figure out this like ointment chronic skincare thing and large incumbents haven't or others haven't. And 
the question is, I mean, the answer is that I'm that girl is number one. Number two is um, I just like, I keep my ear to the ground, right? Like what does the community need? What do, what did I need when I was growing up? Um, so I'd say like, that's like the first thing. I think the other mis misconception is people think I'm so serious. I am the goofiest person ever. Like my team will tell you, my fiance will tell you, everyone will tell you like, I'm very goofy. Like I really like laughing. My my laugh is annoying. It's super obnoxious. Like I like <laughs> like laughing. Joy. I think joy is fun. It is. You shouldn't be afraid of your laugh. Like my husband has a really loud laugh. People will <laughs> turn around in the street, and I'm just like, don't ever feel like you have to make it smaller. Yes. And so like, like enjoy. I'm so um, yeah. I'm so fun like I, or I, at least I like to be right but I'm also very disciplined like those are my two I was an athlete in college growing up very competitive so like I was an I'm a very disciplined person but I'm also I really like to like laugh and have fun um I think a misconception one let's say one last misconception people have about me is that I don't know yeah I don't know what people like I mean there's no misconception that I'm quiet because I'm not that I <laughs> Yeah, I didn't read that anyway. <laughs> I'd say the big misconceptions that people had of me. I think the last one is that people think I have it together. Uh-uh. I really don't. Like, I really don't. Um, while I'm so grateful for the life I live and, like, I'm happy where I am, I think I owe it all to people who are in my tribe. Like, I mentioned earlier, Julia, my creative uh, director. That girl is the most organized person I've ever met in my life. Like, had it not been for her, the quite disorganized because that's just not how my brain operates um you know i yeah i really like love that people help me be better like so i would i can be um helpful to other people in like maybe inspiration or like passion or but like people to me are just so important and so i definitely don't have it together in terms of like understanding or knowing everything i just ask a ton of questions like i'm not afraid to look dumb in people's eyes like i am open to asking questions i just think your key is you know you said it earlier it's that learning aspect i feel like that is what is going to keep topicals up there because there are so many brands that have just stopped learning they're literally just churning, yeah. stuff, churning stuff out i feel like each time you launch a pro product it's so well thought out it's there for a reason like um Oh, the name of it's just gone out of my head, but I was like to my husband, who's, he gets ingrown hairs. High roller. Yes, because he knows his salicylic acid. He's, he's used to his Paulus Choice BHA. And I was like, it's in a roll on. And he was like, oh my God, like literally, you know, it just, things make sense. You're not doing it for the sake of it. And there are brands that have gotten so big that it's almost like every other month there's a new launch. And I'm just like, how much of that stay sitting on the shelves or in the you know in the factory so i feel like you have got just the best grounding the fact that you recognize how important learning is and how important your team is but like let's fast forward you know we've talked about how you got here but like what is the what is the like ultimate dream for you for topicals um to do more skin conditions that people aren't talking about like that's what we want to keep doing is like every product from us like you said is not going to be um, the same as other things like yes maybe there are certain ingredients that are similar but we're using them at either different um, optimal concentrations to really give you that benefit um, we always love creating products that cut down your steps so we don't want to be the brand that's giving you more and more steps it's like you don't need to do um, the hydrating toner and the treatment and the this and that it's like we make sure that the product is both moisturizing and hydrating and also an active so we um, always love to do those kind of we'd say like targeted um, products um, I'm really excited this year about some new stuff that's coming for us around um, digital products we're really excited about um, just like how do we tell stories in a way that really connects to this audience or um, I always say that there are really no new ideas under the sun. It's just the connection no. of disparate ideas together. Yeah. So be connecting disparate ideas. We'll be doing a lot of fun, nostalgic things that I was obsessed with in the 2000s. And so we have a rollout next week um, that I'm really excited about. Um, it'll be super fun. And yeah, we're just, we're, we're really working on just telling stories for a community that really hasn't had 
themselves centered in stories. I think long term, it's so interesting, the landscape of beauty right now. And like, I don't know where we'll be in two to three years, but I think that, um, you know, I don't want to be a beauty founder forever. Like I want to, you know, try new things. That's like the big thing about myself is I love challenges. I said that in the beginning. So yeah. What if I tackled, I don't know, some other category? Um, and I'm only 25, so it's like there's so many different um, categories that we could, um, that I could try and see, mm. you know, points of like differentiation. Like, could we create something new that hasn't been seen before? So I'm just like an explorer when it comes to business and want to continue doing that. Um, but yeah, that's the, the big thing. I did want to say, though, I want to give a shout out to god because i think that's something that i maybe don't talk as much on my like page about but mm -hmm. i'm someone who um is spiritual like i pray a lot i start my day off praying because like there's just so many things running in my head every day so many things i have to keep track of and i just think that like meditation and prayer and i don't know just like being still i have a really big problem with being still i'm someone who's like jumping jumping <laughs> And I think that like you miss a lot of the details when you're not focused on like just being still and like hearing God's voice. And so like I am very like that. I would say that's one of the keys for me personally um, is just having some sort of spiritual routine because it's just it gets hard. Like I would say last year was probably like the worst year of my life. Like I'm getting emotional. A lot of wild things last year like i just like could not understand like why this was happening to me um and like was just trying to figure out like how to juggle all those things how to put on a good face for everybody and again i'm so grateful for like the tribe of people that i have but prayer got me through a lot of those things therapy got me through a lot of the things um and then just joy right got me through a lot mm -hmm. of so i would say like you said it earlier it's not a fast and easy journey but it's easier with people it's either is easier when you're collaborative with other people and it's easier when you have trust to know that like everything is going to be okay in the end mm -hmm. not i am not i have to tell myself this all the time i'm not the sum of my accomplishments like i'm not just because i am this girl who's done x y and z blah 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 does not mean that i don't need rest does not mean that like i don't make my own mistakes or that like you know people don't hurt me too and so mm -hmm. i think I've spent a lot of last year doing that um, and understanding that so that like this year, even when things aren't going that great, I have peace about like everything. That's so important. Like for, you know, I always say to people whenever they come on the podcast or if they're people that, you know, share content or they're celebrities, like there's a time in the day when it is, it's you. Like you look at yourself in the mirror, you can't lie, you can't hide and... Nope. So it's better to face that with peace than, you know, just the, I think it's so good to take a break. And I think it's so good that you did mention God, if God is important to you, like, you don't know how many other people will need to hear that. I feel we all have different coping mechanisms. And, you know, you mentioned that you had a bad year, but I look at everything else that's been going on on top of that so you did great to like get through that and you know be talking to me now because it's been a really hard couple of years and it's that's why it's so great to be able to talk to someone like you because there is another side you know you're not saying it's perfect you're not claiming to be perfect but you love you love life do you know what I mean and I think that life and that joy for life is something that like so many people are like wanting to find and I think like that love for life has nothing to do with like the amount of money you have in your bank account although money does help let me tell you money does help not having money <laughs> does help but like like you said when you at the end of the day when you look in the mirror it's just you and yourself and I think like that can be really difficult if you haven't done the work or if you know things are happening um but all in all, I say, you know, someone said joy is a fruit of the spirit, for sure. It definitely is. Um, but yeah, all in all, I don't know. I just like, I would hope that like my journey, what people see from me is not like, oh, I wish I could be that girl. Because like, you really, you really don't know like the things I have to go through today. <laughs> really like, how can you take me feeling like I wasn't that girl and like using that energy to be my own type of girl, right? Like I'm not 
famous like this. I'm not cool like that. I'm not pretty like this. I'm just like myself. And I think like that is just okay as well. And I think like once you get deeper into yourself, you actually tend to do better. Like things tend to like be better for you because you're no longer like chasing and being distracted by extra. Yeah, yeah look inside. Like it's like lean into yourself. Stop like running away from yourself by being on social and checking your emails, even though you checked them 10 minutes ago. Like be with yourself. Yeah. Um, I've got two last questions for you. One of them did come up in the comments and, you know, I'm here in the UK, you're there in my favorite place in California. When are we going to get topicals in the UK? A little birdie told me that it's sooner than most people think. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what a little birdie told me. Okay, little birdie. Okay, um, so this year? A little birdie told me it's sooner than most people think i can't say that but no i'm so grateful for the uk support like it's so it's just so wild to me um i'm a very like it's so funny i i feel like i get chills really easily sometimes when i'm like <laughs> world and like connection and stuff and the fact that like i posted on an instagram page about boils and warts and all these different things and now people in places i've never been to or places I have been to or deepest darkest corners of the earth have heard about topicals and want to buy the product like to me that's such a testament of God's love honestly like spreading the gospel and like just what is what does it mean for your light to like shine in different places and so I'm so appreciative of the UK like community and how they've held us down because it's been like a year and a half now and people are upset. when I tell you I get I get like not hate mail but like the girls are <laughs> at me they're very mad at me they're ready they are ready the girls and the guys like everybody's ready for you you know um, even today i was just like let me just look you up on youtube and everybody even like from the most serious people to the most like content creator like more fun type people everybody is just like in love with you like faded i need faded in my life like asap but we will continue to be patient. The last question was, you know, there will be people here that have been thinking, I would love to start a brand. I've even got the name, or I even know how it would look, or I even know exactly what the, the first product would be. What advice would you give to someone that's like on that edge, just nervous because of the pandemic, because of, you know, their mindset or their background? What would you say? what is your unique positioning? Like, what is separating you? Like, why am I buying your product versus someone else? So when I think about Topical's unique positioning, the big gaping hole that I saw was like, we had skincare in the skincare aisle that we really loved, really great branding, fresh new formulas, innovative new products, I mean, I'm sorry, innovative new ingredients. And then I walked into the ointment aisle where I was shopping and it was like, packaging was not fun or inviting. The formulas hadn't been updated in 30 years. Um, no one was talking about it or showcasing ointments on the internet in the same way you would your favorite serum or face mist. And so like, I was like, what would exist if there was a Venn diagram and those two things overlap. Like topicals would be the overlap of like skincare brands people really loved and ointments, products that really, really worked for skin conditions that people didn't typically talk about. So do that exercise with your own brand. Where is there, you know, that point of differentiation? It could be on the positioning side, excuse me, it could be on the channel side. So for example, we are in premium at Sephora where you typically don't find ointments. You find them in pharmacies or mm. ointment aisles. So that's another, for me, I was like, we're gonna differentiate this on all accounts, but like for you, it may not have to be that. It might just be one or the other or multiple, but channel could be, you know, is it a mass product currently and you can make it premium? Is it a premium product that needs to be brought mass? Um, I think there are really great examples of brands who have taken things that you only could get from prescription. They've now made it as easy to get it on your phone. Um, I think branding can be a big one, but it's losing its power because anyone could um, like copy your branding really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the big thing is like a good product in the past have people just, you know, have larger companies just like put a cheap product out and not really cared and had like money to spend on marketing. And then I think the customer segment is probably one of the other like unique per, uh, positioning that you can do is, has this typically like, for example, retinol being sold primarily to 
older women? Can this be something that like younger people in the form of now known is usually what people think about when they think about retinol. Like now that's like the acne drug, right? People want to use Love that. Love it. Love it. Look <laughs> like, at the different ways. That's like the first thing I would tell you. People spend so much time on branding, on all these different things. And people always say, first time founders worry about branding. Second time founders worry about marketing. Um, and third time founders worry about distribution. And so you really yeah. understand, you want to be the third time founder, or you actually, you want to be the founder that knows all of them. But <laughs> that is really good. You want the branding to resonate. You want to story tell and market to people, but really how can you get it into the hands of so many people, right? Like how do you get that into as many people's hands as possible that are like right for your brand? Because in the day and age of social media, someone posts something on TikTok, it goes viral and you sell out of your inventory in a minute. And so distribution, I would say, is like the key part of what separates like a brand that is somewhat successful and really And distribution can be influencers. It can be um, ambassador programs. It can be ads. It can be um, stores like Sephora, Target, Boots, Cult Beauty. Like it can be those things. But um, oh, cool. you said Cult Beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the business. <laughs> this that's a really helpful like layout of how you can ask yourself these questions and like put your idea in the different squares and that is super important like that um business model canvas that's what it's called alameda thank you so much i wish that we could meet in face to face i might try and make that happen later in the year because i am coming to la um in the summer but just thank you so much for your time. I know it's the start of the day for you. So I really appreciate you taking this time out. And thank you to everybody that joined. I hope you learned something and at the very least were inspired. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Do please rate and review the episode where you can. You can actually rate it now on Spotify. And did you know that I also have a newsletter? I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. In the meantime, definitely check out Topicals on social and let me know what you thought or if you have any suggestions for future guests over in my DMs at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or Twitter.